Breakdown Skyline Sports MT.com. Coulter Nuanas coming to you. It's our interviews pod for the week. Big time preview action of one of the big time games in the United States on Saturday, Saturday evening from Hornet Stadium, live on ESPN 2, number two, Montana State at number three, Sacramento State. Should be a great game. Fascinating as well because we have not seen these two teams play since back in 2019. Sac State spoiled homecoming that afternoon in Bozeman. Sac State, they beat Eastern Washington, Montana, and Montana State in consecutive weeks. That was the first time any team in the Big Sky other than those three teams had beat the other three in a row ever. So pretty crazy to think about uh, that beginning of the run. And, and since then, Sac State has won, I think, 25 out of 27 Big Sky Conference games. They went 23-1 and under Troy Taylor in Big Sky Conference play, and they're off to a 3-1 and start this year so far under first-year head coach Andy Thompson. In this podcast, we will hear from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan, his one-on-one appearance on Nuana's Now, our daily ESPN radio show. We'll also hear from Andy Thompson, the head coach of Sacramento State. We'll also hear from Sacramento State offensive line coach Chris Richardson. He was the head coach at Folsom High School with Troy Taylor. And uh, some interesting stories here because Sac State, one of the main reasons why they've been able to build up this awesome roster and uh, have so much success, share three straight Big Sky Conference titles as they started recruiting the Sacramento area and that Folsom High School is certainly a place that's given them a ton of talent including their quarterback Caden Bennett who we'll also hear from uh, in this episode. We'll also hear from Sean Chambers senior quarterback for the Bobcats and uh, we will also hear from Al Johnson the uh, offensive line coach uh, at Montana State. All of this is part of the Big Sky Breakdown probably presented by Opportunity Bank your local bank your opportunity. Blackfoot Communications visit goblackfoot.com. Town Pump keeping us fueled up all season long. I'm flying to Sacramento, but Tom Stuber's driving, so he'll certainly be getting some fuel going to and from from Town Pump, so appreciate them for keeping us fueled up. Also, big shout to Westside Private Gym, Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth, Dave Maldonado and Maldonado Law, and Old Works Golf Course. Jack Nicholas designed course there in Anaconda, Montana. You want us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. And for the second week in a row, we have a nationally televised game in the Big Sky Conference. It's going to be some Big Sky after dark from California's capital city, Montana State, playing at Sacramento State. A couple teams that are ranked near the top of the polls right now in the FCS and the teams that shared the Big Sky title a year ago, although they did not play each other. Montana State head coach Brent Vegan joining us now. And coach, start there. I know you addressed it during your press conference, but sort of strange that uh, this will be your first time in year three here playing Sacramento State. What are some of the challenges when you haven't actually seen an opponent? And what do you think of this challenge going against uh, the co-defending Big Sky Conference champions? Well, first thing, uh, you look at their success. I think that's the most challenging thing. Um, they've had a lot of success, a lot of good players. Um, a, a great uh, winning culture there that they continue to find ways to win. Um, but uh, I think, you know, you look at it in, in our career now, we've played a bunch of teams um, three times, you know, uh, through this stretch in just two and a half years. And, and here's a team we haven't played. Uh, there is a little bit of unknown. I, I know it's a venue that none of our players have played in. I, I think, you know, those are things you got to work through. Um, you're certainly not carrying over a, a previous experience and maybe a one-on-one matchup or anything like that. But, you know, you, you go about your business. This is a new opponent. Um, I think it's, it's one that, um, you know, through our film study this week and our, our preparation, I think we can familiarize ourselves the best we can and then just 
you know, allow our guys to go out and, and play as hard as they possibly can and understand they're, they're dealing with the same dynamic. You know, they haven't, uh, they haven't played us. They've seen us on film a whole lot. Um, you know, and, and like any fresh opponent, you just, uh, you have to have them well prepared and, and we got to just go and play really hard. Sac State, a, a program that, I mean, as somebody that's covered the Big Sky for a long time, you could see that there's some potential there. I mean, obviously, it's a huge population base. It's in California, so you got good weather, big campus, big student body. And they've always been uh, good, competitive, but but they've really broken through and become elite. So uh, how much have you paid attention to that throughout your years in the FCS? And, and what do you think of just the sort of the rise of, of Sac State into being in this uh, top-level program? Yeah, like, you know, going back in my entire experience in, in the FCS, um, you know, even back at North Dakota State when we did cross over with some big sky teams, Sac State was kind of one of those that that I didn't know a whole lot about. We just uh, we didn't end up playing. I've probably seen him on, saw him on film a few times. I remember sitting in a cold playoff game. I think it was in 1988 in Fargo, North Dakota, when I was a young kid watching them play the Bison. But that's about that's my one in-person experience against. But I, I, I do think this, I, I – you, you know, you speak to where they're at, um, the, the, the immediate population right there in Sacramento, the population that, that, that goes out to the Bay Area, the population that goes down to, you know, Fresno and Bakersfield, and then the access to Southern California. I mean, they can do a lot um, if they do things right on the recruiting side um, in, in a pretty confined space, um, and they've been able to do that. You know, I, I think Coach Taylor um, coming over from Folsom, um, having been, you know, a college coach was probably this perfect blend. You know, I think he um, injected the, the place with a, a whole bunch of talent. But then, you know, I think on the the coaching side, they, they an identity um, that I, I can't speak to even what they were before, but it's, they have an identity, uh, who they want to be. They know what they want to be on both sides of the football I think they've been really effective in the special teams side of things as well. So, you know, it's um, sometimes it just takes the right the right guy to really get it over the hump. And I, I think Coach Taylor was that. Now, you know, um, Andy's been there now um, along with Coach Taylor that whole time. So this transition, you know, I think I think Coach Thompson knows the lay of the land there very well. He certainly knows the lay of the land at this conference. So, you know, you expect them to continue on this. Uh, this run of really playing good football. Brett Egan joining us here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, he's the head coach at Montana State. His team plays at Sacramento State on Saturday night, Hornet Stadium. You mentioned Coach Thompson. He's a guy that I've known for a really long time and a great person to work with, really smart football mind. It's always so interesting to me, though, when a head coach, when a guy gets a first head coaching opportunity, he's been this defensive guy forever, and now he has to be a head coach. He's taken over a team that maybe you would spin as more of an offensively-oriented team. But when I watch Sac State, you still see his fingerprints all over the defensive side, and they still have a good offensive identity as well. So, I mean, how challenging is that, just sort of the transition from program identity, and what have you thought of just Coach Thompson's uh, abilities to sort of make it his own here uh, early on in his career as a head coach? Yeah, you know, I've had a chance to be around him a couple times at our Big Sky meetings and really enjoyed visiting with him. Um, Really good guy, and and I I think, uh, like you said, a really bright football mind. Um, I think think the – Critical for him, I would imagine, you know, doing what he's doing, staying involved in defense was the continuity they were able to have on the offensive side. I know, you know, Coach Taylor 
was kind of the flip. He was the offensive uh, coordinator and the head coach. Now they just flipped that. But they, you know, within their staff, you know, Coach Taylor took a few guys, but a lot of guys are, are a lot of guys remain. And I, I think that that was probably key. And then you have a lot, you know, a ton of experience too uh, amongst the players, um, you know, and, and probably that mindset of saying, you know, sitting back the last few years, I'm sure he's, he's recognized some things that given this opportunity, he might do a little bit differently, but those, those are probably pretty subtle tweaks. Um, it's not like you see this major overhaul that's, that's been made and that's, you know, it's not, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. And I think that's, um, the mentality they've taken. When it comes to just going to a new venue, especially when it's going to be a night game, it's under the lights, it's on television around the country. Do you operate any differently, or is there any you know logistical tweaks you have to make? Fortunately for us, we have played uh, on the road. I, I guess that's fortunately we just have. I mean, that's not a great thing to go on the road and play at night, but we've done it a couple times. So we we played under the lights. I think no matter what the venue is, that's probably the one thing. I mean, and we've played under the lights at home a couple times and uh, on the road a couple times now. This is our fifth night game. So, you know, familiarity with the venue, um, we typically don't go to the stadium with the exception of, of these games that are these later starting games if it works. So we will go over to the stadium uh, on Saturday really just to, to break up the day a little bit more than anything. But also, I, I guess you, you give the guys a chance for 15, 20 minutes to just take take in the setting a little bit and you know so it's not just when we get there but no we, we try to stick to our our routine the best we can um our friday is is virtually the same and then um saturday you, know, you just try to get through the day as practically as possible you know i think the flip around getting home in the middle of the night is, is the most challenging thing to deal with uh, given this type of trip Brad Vegan here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. And and one thing that, you know, Sean Chambers mentioned to me earlier when I talked to him and, and that so many of your older guys have mentioned, and you mentioned it last week as well, just being in the moment. It's sort of enjoying it day by day and, and soaking it up and not looking too far ahead or too far behind or anything like that. But this is a huge opportunity, not only for Montana State, for Sac State, for the Big Sky Conference in general. I think it just shows the way that the, the brand has risen and, and uh, sort of the national exposure that it's getting. So uh, how do you sort of hope that your guys sort of absorb this opportunity opportunity on Saturday night yeah I think um see it for what it is it's our next game and I, and I truly mean that I, I know that uh, the, I, I suppose continue to to raise as you win games and the season gets shortened but if, if we see it for any more than you know this opportunity to go play Sac State you know we're gonna get caught up into too many things I, I know we're really pleased this is our you know our third season in a row we get playing one of these uh, ESPN um, two games um, or you game just the two I know this one this one is and you know I, I think that speaks to you know our university and our success um, as a football program but but more than anything we got to be focused on it is a really good team we're playing and we got to go out and have our best showing possible and how do you do that it is to today worry about today tomorrow worry about tomorrow and then you know stack up those days of, of preparation and, and then you know, come out uh, you know come out of the gates on on Saturday as, as fast as we possibly can know that they're going to have some things that go their way and how you deal with that is is kind of relative to the same moment by moment uh, mantra that we're really uh, trying to live by this this stretch that's upcoming for you guys is gonna definitely going to be a defining one but I know that uh, you know you really appreciate the way that these guys are operating so can you feel the momentum building within this season especially just across the conference landscape uh, yeah, I think that's fair. I, you know, you look at um, how our conference fared. I think in the non-conference is a measure, but then, you know, as it as it 
as it starts to play out, you know, you probably can't uh, determine what the 23 outfit of any of us are until you get to midseason. Um, you know, we're, we're past that mark right now. You know, all we can be concerned about in reality is just how we're doing. I, I think we've continued to take all these opportunities and continue to get better. We're not ultimately where we want to be, but, you know, I think we've, to your point, I mean, you, the momentum is, is a huge piece to, to college football, you know, and this is that breaking point when, you know, teams um, either deteriorate for, for a multitude of reasons or they continue to find ways to get uh, better because, you know, what we want to be is, you know, in November and hopefully in December playing our best ball then. Um, we certainly don't want to peak in September or now October. So, um, yeah, this is a really big test and continuing to stack up those wins is the definition of momentum, I suppose. So that's what we're, that's what we're aiming to do. Brad Egan, Montana State head football coach here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. The second-ranked Bobcats play at the third-ranked Sac State Hornets on Saturday night. Last thing for you, Coach, keys of the game for Montana State uh, on Saturday at Hornets Stadium. Well, I, I think it's, uh, it's fair to say that the, the more physical team will have an advantage. You know, I, I, I think they, they, by nature, are a physical team. Um, I think we are, you know, so that's going to be huge. You know, I think those numbers you always look to, how does, how does that turnover margin play out? Um, we've been really good in that regard for the most part this season. And then, you know, I think one thing that, you know, how are we, how are we doing on third down? You know, this, this past game, that was maybe the most disappointing thing. We were, we were two of eight. We weren't putting ourselves in real good positions to make those, those, those third downs manageable. But on the flip side, they were one of 13, Cal Poly was. So that's always, that's always so critical. But, you know, going back to my, my first point, we got to be the more physical team. Um, and I, I mean, we're certainly not taking that for granted because I've, you know, we've been really impressed by what they've, they've shown on film. But when you're looking at being the team we want to be, that's got to, that's got to be a place where um, we give it our all and, and hopefully at game's end have an edge. Revigan, Montana State, under the light Saturday night. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much and uh, look forward to seeing you in California. But best of luck this week. I appreciate it, Coulter. Go Cats. Blackfoot Communications continues to lift up our local entrepreneurs, delivering the resources needed to transform ideas into businesses. Our C2M beta program was founded with the mission to connect local entrepreneurs to more. With access to more professional expertise, more state-of-the-art technology, and more development resources, our 12-week program delivers the foundational and modern skills required to transform influential ideas into thriving businesses. Apply today at goblackfoot.com slash apply. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. Big Sky After Dark, second week in a row. Can't wait for it. It was a long night, but a great night in Moscow this last weekend. And now, going back down to Sacramento for the first time in a little while. I went to Sac State several different times in the mid-2010s. I haven't been back there for a little while because Sac State's only hosted the Grizz one time in the last handful of years. And the Cats in uh, Sacramento State, hey, haven't played, period, in four years. So it's been a little while. But a rivalry renewed as Sac State hosts Montana State, an ESPN2 game for the second week in a row. 
for the league. We're joined now by the head coach of the Sacramento State Hornets. It's Andy Thompson. Coach Thompson, thanks for being here, man. First of all, I mean, when you hear national TV, Hornets Stadium is going to be on ESPN, too. What do you think? How do you feel? Oh, excited for the opportunity to, to show, um, you know, a bunch of people um, the environment here in Sacramento and, and, and show our team and, and play against a really good opponent. And so it's going to be a great night. Looking forward to it. Um, whether it looks like, you know, it'll be California, probably 75 and clear and, and uh, should be should be a great night for football. Certainly should. And it's been fascinating and fun to follow the conference uh, up to this point. Uh, just tell us about your team, though. I know we uh, we had you on during the non-conference right after you coming off the Stanford win, but now you've played about half of your Big Sky Conference schedule so far, coming off a 21-13 win over Northern Colorado. You're sitting there at 3-1, and one, one three in a row. So uh, what do you like about the way your team's playing right now, and, and how's it been so far in uh, in conference play? Yeah, um, I like I like our record for sure. Um, uh, I think uh, we're we're trying to improve every week, um, and um, you know that's that's been a challenge for us. Uh, I do think um, different parts of the season in conference and in preseason we've 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 looked really explosive, and we had explosive plays on offense. Same thing on defense, you know, with some sacks and some some interceptions. Um, our thing has been, you know, we got we got to be consistent. And um, part of that's been having a lot of different guys in and out of the lineup and, uh, you know, trying to mesh with, with guys that haven't played a ton. And so they're learning every week and they're improving. Um, and we're trying to uh, put together a complete game. Um, and uh, that's, that's always the goal, you know, as you, you try to be at your very best on Saturdays because that's what you get judged on. Um, but you got to do the work during the week. And so we're trying to do that work again this week and see how it looks on Saturday. Well, an interesting dynamic for, for Sac State having gone 23-1 and over a three-year span in Big Sky play, but then losing to a really good Idaho team in your opener. A lot of the guys on your roster had lost one or zero Big Sky Conference games. Uh, so uh, what did you think of just the way that they sort of uh, reacted and rebounded from that initial loss and, and got on this win streak now? Yeah, they, they've, they've responded um, positively uh, in practice and uh, – We've got a we've got some good veteran leadership and guys that, like you said, have played a lot of football games here. And then we've got a bunch of uh, new faces that have that are uh, maybe have been here, but now they're in different roles and, and uh, they're uh, they're learning what the Big Sky Conference looks like week in and week out. And that's really competitive. And you got to take care of all the details and you got to have eleven guys, you know, executing together in order for you to be successful. So um, I, I really I like this group. I like their attitude. I like how they work. Um, are we perfect? No, we've not been perfect. Um, but we're, we're continuing to uh, improve. Andy Thompson here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. He's the head coach at Sac State. They host Montana State, a top three showdown on Saturday night at Hornets Stadium. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit about uh, your fronts because I know that a lot of time the skill guys get a ton of, of headlines and deservedly still you got some great ones, especially your quarterback, Caden Bennett, as well as your running back, Marcus Fulcher, maybe the best tight end in FCS football, Marshall Martin. Uh, but it seems like your offensive front is playing well, and it also seems like your defensive front is playing really well. I thought those guys were great, especially in the non-conference games I got to, to watch. So I guess to start defensively, I mean, uh, what, what would your evaluation of your front seven be so far this year? Uh, I thought they've done some good stuff. Um, they've had a different group every week, so I don't know if we've started the same offensive line or the defensive line in, in two consecutive games. Uh, but we do have some guys that have played well. Jet Stanley's 
been a great leader for us, playing really well on the defensive side. Deshaun Lynch has really emerged again. He hasn't played at all much before this year, and, and he's doing a good job and being being a playmaker for us. And so those guys, those two, and then um, Brandon Knott, uh, again, a guy it's, it's it's playing pretty well at a high level, seems to show up consistently on our defensive line. Um, and then on the offensive side, it's really been Slater, Mejia, and Ivan Garza. Those three have been steady for their whole career here. Uh, but we've had some other guys in there um, at the other two spots, and that's been kind of a um, bunch of different guys having to step up and play different spots. And, and um, so trying to get some continuity on the offensive line, hoping we can get some guys back from earlier in the season and uh, solidify that. That's one thing about last year. You know, we started the same five offensive linemen mm-hmm. for every single one of our games. And um, like I said, I, I think we made it through the second quarter of the first game before we, we, we've had injuries. So it's just every year is a little different, but those guys, all those front guys have done a great job. and They truly have to be a unit. So I'm um, proud of their effort. Well, when it comes to the fronts, that's certainly going to be a key uh, in this matchup on Saturday. It's always a key in any football game, especially in the Big Sky Conference. But uh, how would you just evaluate Montana State's fronts? I mean, their offensive line has great continuity. They have, I think they've had the same starting five the whole uh, season. Uh, so just yeah. start there. I mean, what do you think of the Bobcats' uh, front five on offense? Yeah, front five on offense is really good, really physical. I mean, you don't have the rushing numbers without a great offensive line. And those those rushing numbers are about as good as, um, well, they're number one in the, in the country. So, um, and they and they do it throwing the football too. So, they average 516 yards, um, average 8.3 yards a play, I think, that they're at as an offense. So, they're doing a good job with, with everything, and they're executing at a really high level, and it'll be a great challenge. And then you go over to their defensive front. Um, you know, they've got a great defensive end in, in, in uh, number 10, Brody, and uh, they have really solid interior guys, and they seem to rotate quite a few guys in there, so they've got good depth. and um, They do a great job with their staff. I've known their defensive line coach for a long time, and uh, he's always been successful everybody where he's been. So they're well coached, and they've got great players. When it comes to just the the how prolific they've been running the ball, is there anything that you see when you watch the film that, that they do differently? Or I mean, how how they're able to put up such gaudy numbers? I mean, eight yards a carry as a team is just a, it's an absurd statistic. Yeah, they uh, you know they've got a lot of different schemes, and they make you go from sideline to sideline, and they can run right at you. And then they've got guys when they carry the ball that break tackles. Um, and so that combination of the, the, the scheme and being able to go inside or outside with the talent, with, you know, receivers and tight ends that block, they don't really care who has the ball. Um, they all block for each other. Um, it's been very impressive to, to see. Um, so, like I said, going to be a, a big challenge for our defense. And uh, uh, they do a good job on, on all levels. And also another challenge is just how much they can run their quarterbacks. And I know that they maybe had less designed runs this year, but those guys, they're so good at improvising and having two of them that are elite players, I'm sure makes it a headache for the defense as well. So, I mean, what do you see out of Montana State's quarterbacks? How challenging is it to prepare for uh, two different guys? Yeah, Sean Chambers has really taken a majority of the reps. Um, 9.2 yards of play um, with him. So again, that's a that's that's almost a first down when he's got the ball in his hands. So really, uh, really, really tough tackle. Uh, big guy uh, does a really good job of protecting the football. Uh, and then obviously they brought back Tommy last week, number four, and, and he did a good job and didn't kind of miss a beat coming back in. And they scored 59 points. So um, they're doing a good job with both those guys. They're really efficient. And uh, they don't make they don't make mistakes, and so um, 
going to have to, again, try to, to uh, do our best to contain them and uh, hopefully, you know, be able to create some type of havoc for them. When it just comes to the platform that this is, not only for your football program, but also just the university as a whole, and, you know, all eyes going to be on Sacramento State University this uh, this upcoming Saturday night. So, I mean, what do you think of that opportunity, and uh, how do you hope your, your guys embrace it on Saturday night? Yeah, we try to take it the same way. I know, you know, media people don't want to hear that, but, um, you know, every game is important, um, and it, it is another opportunity. It's great for our, our fan base and, and, and the city of Sacramento. Uh, we've gotten tremendous support from our president all the way down to our athletic director to our support staffs. Um, I know a lot of our sports come to our games too, so we really do feel lucky as a football program to be so supported. And it's a chance for us to go out and, and uh, you know, hopefully a lot of our alumni are, are watching and and uh, play as hard as we possibly can for our school and for for this team. So it, it, it's awesome each week, you know, because again, you work all year for these eleven opportunities that you're guaranteed. Um, you don't want to take any of them for granted, and, and this one will definitely be an exciting game. Well, the uh co-Big Sky champions a year ago, Montana State and Sac State. They didn't play a year ago, so now we get to settle it on the field. Number two in the country and MSU number three in the country in Sacramento State. The premier game uh, in the FCS. Andy Thompson, head coach of Sac State here on Nuanas. Now, uh, last one for you then, Coach. Uh, just keys for your team on Saturday night. What do you want to see? I mean, you got, you got to compete at the line of scrimmage, so we got to be able to do that, and um, I think that's always a key in the football game. And, and then, you know, how, how well do you execute? Um, and, and sounds cliche, but, you know, how many times can you have 11 guys doing their job really well and, um, you know, creating some, some explosive plays and then on defense being able to limit those explosive plays and, and getting the ball as many times to our offense as, as we can. And, and then how, again, how are you going to deal with details um, in close ball games? Um, there's a lot that goes into those things, and, and we've got to do a good job of making sure that we're prepared, pre- preparing these guys for those details that come up, you know, when, when, when games are tight and close. So um, really excited, again, for the week of preparation that we've got, and uh, it's going to be a fun night. But uh, it's always it always comes down to, again, your, your fundamental work and uh, how well you can – block, tackle, and catch. Appreciate the time, Coach. I know it's a busy time of year. Look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Hey, have a great great week, and uh, thanks again for having me on. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Or maybe you're listening on ESPN Radio. Either way, you're tuning in. Appreciate you for being here. And we're joined now 
by a man that's part of the biggest matchup in the FCS this week. Chris Richardson, he's the associate head coach there at Sacramento State, as well as the offensive line coach. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. First of all, I mean, what do you think of this opportunity that both these teams have on Saturday night in Sacramento? Oh, it's a great opportunity. You're talking about two of the best teams in the big sky the last few years, and uh, you know we have great respect for, for those guys up at Montana State, and we're excited for the opportunity. Well, I think it's so fun. I know that the unbalanced schedule has certainly been a thing that's been talked about around the league quite a bit and certainly a point that uh, maybe people wish would could get adjusted. But regardless, uh, here we are, and uh, the co-Big Sky champs from a year ago get to settle it on the field. It's been a while since you played Montana State. So, I mean, what do you think of that dynamic? There's not really a lot of familiarity with these two teams. No, I mean, I asked my O-line room, you know, uh, t- yesterday, you know, who was a part of the – up at the game and – in 2019, I only had two guys left, you know, so it, <laughs> right. it's, uh, it's, it's been a while, you know, and that's the, that's the thing with uh, kind of how our schedules lay out and, you know, as coaches, you just play whoever's next on the schedule. We don't have any control of that, but this is a great opportunity for both programs and, and it should be a great one. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you was you've been around that area for a long time between your time at Folsom High School and now here at, at Montana or at uh, at Sacramento State. So, just yeah. the the rise of Sac State and just what the football program has become and, and the momentum you guys have behind it. I mean, what do you think of that? What have been the, what have been the key factors? Well, uh, you know, I think a big part. Of, you know, we we felt like when we came here, you know, Troy and I were together at Folsom. And, uh, you know, always felt like if we, we could get in there and felt like it's a great place to recruit to, um, you know, there's a, plenty of, of schools that, as we were at Folsom High that would come in and, you know, all the big sky schools would come pluck a bunch of Sacramento area kids and, and they weren't going to Sac State. And we always felt like, God, if we could just get there and, and, and hold on to some of those local recruits and keep them here, one, you'd be able to grow a heck of a fan base because the Sacramento area loves football. And, and there's some pretty, pretty darn good football players here in the area, too. And they were just, like I said, at Folsom, I had kids going to Portland State and, and uh, Eastern Washington and Cal Poly, and nobody was going to Sac State. So and whatever, for whatever reason, whether they didn't recruit the guys or our guys wanted to get out of the area, but again, we felt like, God, if we could just get there, get the right coaching staff, get some momentum, that we could hold on to some of those kids. And again, it's, you know, Sac State's a great university. It's a great place to live. And again, you're talking about a community that, that loves football. And again, you put, get some wins going, and you, next thing you know, you're putting fans in the stands and, and get the thing rolling. And again, we have fortunate enough to have great players on the roster and have done well in recruiting and, and think we got a pretty good thing going here. Certainly you do, and uh, it's been really fun to watch you guys uh, do what you've been able to do and be so consistent like you have uh, these last several years. Uh, when it comes to your unit, just take us through it. I know you have a, a veteran group, but I know that you've had some guys in and out, so uh, don't no need to talk about the injuries. Just tell us about kind of the dynamic of the unit and some of the veteran guys you got back. I know Jackson Slater, one of the best guys in the league. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we uh, coming out of last year, you know, really, really solid unit. We we only lost one guy to graduation, and um, so coming in felt like the young guys we recruited have even given us, you know, more depth. And this has been a year where we've needed it. Last year, I was fortunate enough. I think I started the same five guys, I think, for the entire regular season schedule. Wow. You know, and that that's pretty unique. And then uh, and then the sixth guy, you know, uh, Kendall Riley had started in the playoff game last year. Um, and again, a little different this year. Had a couple guys nicked up, in and out, and just 
but I feel like the guys that have played have stepped in and, and played really well. That was kind of a kind of what we thought going into it, having you know solid depth on the O line. Again, obviously led by Jackson Slater, you know, uh, All Conference All American guy. Uh, Nate Mejia was a redshirt uh, freshman last year. Was a freshman All American. Ivan Garza uh, is a junior that's started every game since his uh, redshirt freshman year. He's going to wind up, stays healthy, you know, with 40-plus starts. He's an all-conference guy. And, uh, again, guys like uh, Troy Stiefel, who's a returning starter. He was the one that got injured last year. He's been in and out of the lineup, but doing, doing well when he's healthy. And then guys like, you know, my son Caden Richardson stepped in and has started four games and, and played his butt off. And, and then Jordan Stanley's another guy. So, again, pretty pretty deep group. But, again, led by, you know, Jackson, Nate, and Ivan are, are the guys that I would say are the, the all-conference guys. Chris Richardson here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Offensive line coach, associate head coach there at Sacramento State. Hornets host Montana State uh, on Saturday. Um, how about just working for Coach Thompson? I've, I've known Andy for a really long time and so happy for him yeah. that he got this this opportunity as the head coach. Uh, how's, it, yeah. how's it similar? How's it different? What, what have you thought of just this first half of the year with him at the helm? Uh, it's pretty similar. You know, we haven't adjusted too many of the things that we were doing when Troy was head coach. You know, kind of, if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix it kind of thing. Andy's definitely put his own uh, twist on things, and, and I think it's fantastic. I think, you know, I had myself, Bobby Fresca is our offense coordinator, and Andy had applied to the job, and, and me and Bobby both felt like, God, Andy is the perfect guy. You know, so it was great for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm right where I want to be. You know, I, I, I did the head coach thing for, you know, 15 years in high school, and and uh, yeah, I love just coaching the O-line and, and being Andy's, you know, right-hand man, whatever he needs me to do. But at the end of the day, what, what my best skill set was was, you know, being in the O-line room. And uh, But working for Andy's been fantastic, and, and we feel like – you know, we got an opportunity to, to continue building this thing from, you know, where we started in 2019 with Troy and just keep this thing rolling and, again, doing it in, in Andy's way and, and really excited about the future for sure. Well, when it comes to this matchup then, I mean, as every football game, it's always important. The trenches are always going to be important, but I think this one is going to be particularly important, especially because Montana State's defensive line's playing so well right now. That's a strength yeah. of your team on the offensive front. So, I mean, when you break down this this Bobcat defensive front, what do you see? What do you think? Oh, yeah, you're telling, you said it, man. They're, they're playing extremely well. You know, they can't, can't say enough about their D-line guys. You know, they play hard, they execute well. They're physical, probably, the, again, the best defensive front we've seen uh, this season. And uh, it's going to be – we got our hands full, for sure. You know, we're going to need to come out and, and, you know, do what we do, which is protect well and be physical in the run game. But you're talking about, you know, two of the best, uh, you know, defensive ends out there and the interior tackles and the linebackers. And say it's a great defense. I mean, this is a huge challenge. And uh, God, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. But we we got to show up and we got to compete. And uh, I'm excited about the challenge. Well, just uh, two more questions for you. One, I wanted to ask you about the, the, your quarterback, Caden Bennett. I talked to him yesterday. What a what a nice and polite young man. But he, um, it's interesting because you've had a running quarterback in the past like Asher O'Hara, but this guy's slick, man. I mean, he's he's really really fast. What's the adjustment like though for the offensive line to try to to block for a guy when they can improvise and, and run like he can? Uh, you know, just got to be careful. You know, I, I was lucky enough. Caden was my quarterback at Folsom right. High School for two years, yeah. right? So we, we won back-to-back state championships with him. And, 
And, uh, you know, the biggest thing I teach with our old line guy, you know, the, the challenge is when you're pass protecting and all of a sudden you've got a quarterback that just takes off, you've got to be aware as a lineman that if you're blocking a D lineman and he takes a sharp release angle, it's probably because your quarterback just took off running. So you can't, you can't be holding. You know, we got caught one time last week, had a big play, touchdown called back, and it was just that. KB bolted out of the, the pocket. And, you know, one of my tackles had a handful of jersey that if, if he doesn't leave the pocket, it's not going to be holding. But once the, once the quarterback bolted out of the, court, out of the, out of the pocket, the DN kind of redirected and we got caught on a hole. So you just got to know that that's part of his game. And he can, he can help a, and it has helped a ton in protection. You know, it kind of slows the pass rush down where they can't be just out of control for a, a guy who's just going to stand back there and, and you know, be an easy target. KB is a—he's a slippery dude. He's got great speed, uh, great pocket presence. Knows when to get out of trouble. And again, a lot of his rushing yards are coming from just drop back pass, and everyone's covered, and he takes off and makes plays. So that's a—that's a great weapon to have for sure. Certainly a great weapon to have. Uh, last thing for you, then, uh, how do you hope you guys just embrace this opportunity on Saturday night? Because this is going to be a great college football game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, God, God what could, more could you ask for? You got you know, one of the best programs in the country coming in. You're going to have great weather. You got a home game. You know, you're five one playing against another five one opponent. And again, like you said, you know, last year both of us were undefeated Big Sky champs. So, you know, this is a great opportunity, and you, you hope your kids show up with the right mindset, which we're very confident that that'll happen. And you compete and give it your best shot, and you know, play some great football. Chris Richardson here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Coach, I know you got to rub. I appreciate you taking some time during a busy weekend. The best of luck on Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. Well, we love new friends here at the Big Sky Breakdown, and we have a new presenting sponsor, spearheading our new expansion, Vandals Weekly, but also as a part of the Big Sky Breakdown as a whole, Old Works Golf Course in Anaconda. It's an iconic place, a Jack Nicholas course. If you've never been there, you've never seen it, you got to look up pictures and you got to go check it out. The sand traps, which are prevalent and very challenging, they are all over the place and they're filled with black sand. It is an unbelievable visual spectacle to see. And that plus the elements and the way that it's carved into the mountainside there, it makes it an incredibly challenging course. For all you Bobcat and Grizzly people, if you're in Missoula, in Bozeman, in western Montana, in southwestern Montana, it's a perfect center point right in the middle of everything. And the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey is now open all winter long. Expert swing and mental coaching for you all off-season. They also have custom club fitting, multiple state-of-the-art trackman simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works to schedule your winter session, 406 5 5989. That's 406 563 5989. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Blackfoot 
Time now for our Montana State Minute here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. We're joined now by Bobcat senior quarterback Sean Chambers. MSU coming off yet another victory, 59-19 over Cal Poly on Saturday evening in Bozeman. Sean, thanks for joining us, man. How you been? How you doing? I'm doing well. Feeling good, yeah. I mean, I was just fresh off of another, another victory, like you said, so feeling good. Well, the last time we had you on the show, it was uh, from the Big Sky kickoff, and we were doing a bunch of preview coverage up to this this season. Now here we are, and we're a little over halfway done, seven games in. Montana State sitting at 3-0 and in league play and 6-1 and and overall. How do you think you guys have done uh, so far uh, in this Big Sky conference play and just in this season so far? Yeah, you know, I thought we've done some good things so far. You know, our, obviously our schedule is pretty tough this year, and, you know, we're kind of handling those questions week by week. Um, so I thought we did some good things, you know, offensive, defensively, and the special teams game. So, um, you know, I think the most important thing is that we keep getting better from week to week. And, you know, that's that's our goal is just to keep getting better and better and improving from week to week. Uh, you know, as we always talk about, so it's so rare for a team in the FCS to ever go truly undefeated from start to finish. So, so often how you respond after you drop one is such a huge part of it. And you guys had an all-time classic against South Dakota State in week two. I know you're very disappointed to lose that one, but it didn't seem like the disappointments lingered that long. It seemed like you guys turned the page pretty darn quick and you guys have played so well since then. So, I mean, what does that take from a mental standpoint to just move on and get back on track in, in such an efficient fashion like you guys have? Yeah, I mean, you just got to kind of forget about it, you know, win or loss, whatever happens is kind of got that 24 hours on Sunday to, you know, celebrate it or, you know, revel in your misery, but um, you just kind of got to move on. And that's what we do. You know, it's just a one game season and we just keep moving on and moving on and keep going from there. You know, we don't linger on things too much. One thing that uh, Coach Vegan has talked about and several of your other senior teammates have talked about is sort of just making sure you're enjoying it, enjoying the moment, you know, enjoying each day. For you, what's that What's that dynamic like? And, and uh, how are you trying to sort of concentrate and, and soak it all in? Yeah, you know, I guess it's just kind of something I learned on the fly a little bit, you know, just to kind of soak it all in and take everything in and don't miss out on anything, you know. Um, this is my last go around, and, you know, I do want to soak it all in, so you just kind of have to, you know, try not to miss anything um, and try to, you know, just soak it all in. Sean Chambers here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Senior quarterback for Montana State, the Bobcats, coming off a 59-19 win over Cal Poly. Uh, just take us through this last weekend then, Sean. Uh, Tommy Mallott returns to the fold. So first of all, I mean, how does that uh, change your guys' offense? I know you guys are used to operating with each other, but you haven't had them in a while. So uh, how, how did you think it was different on Saturday? Um, I didn't think it was much different at all. You know, it was, it was great to have him back, honestly. Um, you know, anytime you get a dynamic player like that and Tommy to come back, it, you know, it boosts your whole entire offense morale and your whole entire team. So um, it was great to have him back. And I think, you know, having him back will just allow us to do that much more with each other and whatnot in the coming weeks here. Well, so impressive to watch you guys operate offensively. And you just you run the ball at such an unbelievable rate. And the fact is, everybody knows that's what you guys want to hang your hat on. Yet nobody can stop it. Why is that? I think it's just a mentality, you know. Coach Johnson does a good job with those guys and, you know, instills that mentality that, you know, if they're going to load the box, we're still going to run the ball. Good luck trying to stop it, you know. That's, that's just our mentality and uh, that's what we want to do, you know. So um, I think it starts from the top down and, you know, those guys really take on the challenge, um, talking about the offensive line, really take on the challenge week to week and trying to run the ball. Well, the offensive line, I mean, I know if I ask you, you're going to say they're great because they are, and they're so fun to interview because they all just have so much energy. But what's what's one thing maybe people don't see? I mean, what's one thing that th- those guys do exceptionally well or that maybe is an edge for them that maybe the, the common person watching you guys doesn't see? 
as well as they run block, I think they pass block just as as well. Um, you know, I don't think we've given up more than, I don't know, maybe five sacks this year, four sacks this year. So those guys keep, keep us clean. They keep us upright. Um, they don't allow a lot of hits on us. And, you know, they do a good job pass blocking and knowing their assignments and, you know, studying and whatnot. So I'd say, yeah, everybody loves their run blocking, but um, their pass blocking is just as good, in my opinion. Sean Chambers here on ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN MT app. He's a senior quarterback at Montana State. The, the rest of the run game as well, I mean, it also seems like you just have so many guys that are just ready to go. And we've been talking about it on this show for weeks now. It's crazy how mind-bending the numbers are. I mean, the, the total yards are one thing, and that's really impressive. But the fact that you guys are averaging seven and a half, eight yards a carry for the season, I mean, this isn't just for one game. This is for the season. So, I mean, one of the other key factors that how, how are you guys able to get such huge chunks uh, at a time and, and be so prolific in that area? Yeah, you know, um, I think like you said, you kind of have a you know really good stable of running backs in that room, and you know the offensive line they're they're fantastic. But you know sometimes you can't block everybody, so it's a you know it's a testament and credit to the running backs and ball carriers that make people miss in the second level and continue to get those explosives. You know, I think that's where you see the averages increase in the the yards per carry. So um, I think it's just a everybody doing their 111th and, you know, doing it to the, the best of their ability and, you know, making people miss at the second level and finishing blocks. So, I mean, it really is just all 11 people out there doing their job and, you know, doing it to the best of their ability. Well, it also seems like sometimes there's a couple guys that don't get blocked and that's the key, right? Cause then the, the big boys can get up to the second level. Like you're talking about the speed can be such a huge factor. I just love what you guys are doing offensively. So, I mean, how fun is it to play quarterback just in this system where you can run the ball like this, but also you have the creativity that Taylor house, right? Scott, and you guys are throwing it at such a great level as well. Oh, it's, it's a great time. I mean, it really is fun to play quarterback in this, in this system and you know, what coach house, right. Let's us do and um, how he coaches us is it's, it's a great time and it makes you, you know, love football and, appreciate you having a coach like that well i want to ask you just a little bit uh, about yourself because we're gonna do a little senior feature on you this week uh, you guys going back to california i know you're a california guy so i guess to start there i mean go back to your home state uh, I, I think for the last time at least for this regular season so i mean have you thought about that and then what do you hope the experience is like going back to cali yeah you know i, I think i've only played football in california one time and that was my wow. freshman year honestly so um, going back to California is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. You know, you're going to have a lot of family there and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's just going to be a good time going back to the West Coast and back to my home state. So how far is – you're from the Fresno area, right? So how far is that from Sacramento? About two hours. Okay, so will you have some family there then? I will, yeah. I have, I have a good amount good amount of family there, so – well, that's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. That's going to be super cool. I thought it was cool when you guys played Portland State, too. Alex Eshelman did a nice little feature about you and Dante Sachere, talking about how you guys are both sort of from that area. And sometimes, for whatever reason, that area gets a little bit overlooked. But here you are. you got two of the best quarterbacks, not only in the conference, but in the country, that are from sort of the same neck of the woods. So, I mean, does that sort of instill a mindset in you? And, you know, where was it, what was it like, just the, where you grew up? Yeah, you know, it's, I think it's just a kind of a blue-collar area, uh, big ag ag area. Um, so, you know, people kind of grew up working and instilling a hard work ethic into their kids and whatnot. And I think, you know, like Dante, um, we kind of both got that ethic instilled in us and like the, the chip on the shoulder piece, I guess. You see like a lot of guys from the Bay Area and NorCal and um, SoCal getting recruited to, you know, the big power fives and big schools. But, you know, guys like us fly under the radar. And, you know, we remember that all those coaches that – come in and don't come and see us and 
you know, we want to prove those guys wrong, but more importantly, prove ourselves right, you know, that we could do this. Well, I love that. And it's fun watching the big sky because right now, I mean, there's YouTube, but then there's also Giovanni McCoy. I know he's from the LA area. He's from Lawnwood or Lawndale, I guess, but still a place that kind of gets under recruited as well. So I don't know. I mean, do you feel like that element, just having that chip on your shoulder uh, and remembering sort of like people that overlooked it, do you think that influences you guys, your mentality? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so. I mean, you know, we try to work hard, like I said, to prove ourselves right and prove them wrong. So um, it definitely, you know, improves our mentality. Sean Chambers here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. I know we've talked about your transition when you came from Wyoming uh, in the past, but now that you've had a couple years at Montana State, I mean, how, how have you seen yourself grow? And also how much has the, the new opportunities or the fresh start helped you grow? Yeah, you know, definitely a lot. I think I've just kind of grown as a, as a quarterback. And, you know, I think Coach Housewright is kind of, you know, in the second year and kind of knows what type of quarterback I am. And he's kind of helped me refine that a little bit and um, whatnot. So I think I've grown a lot being here and um, as a person and as a football player. So when it comes to just uh, your relationship with the coaching staff, I mean, how much has that helped you both personally and, and you know, as a football player, both Coach Vegan, Coach Housewright, and everybody else on the offensive staff? It's helped a lot. Um, you know, like, I, like you said, yeah, I have – really good relationships with, you know, Coach House right and Coach Vegan. So, and I think they know, know me pretty well. So, I think that's uh, it's helped me a lot, definitely. So, When it comes to school, what are, you, what are you getting your degree in? I got my degree in liberal studies. So, oh, so you already have one. So, are you working on a grad degree right now? Um, yes, kind of. Kind oh, of, good. Yeah. It's it's awesome. The least you get to enjoy uh, this last uh, this last year. So, I mean, do, do you have any idea what's next? Obviously, you want to probably play football for as long as you can. But any long term goals and dreams? Yeah, no, I, I don't. I don't know yet. Kind of living in the present a little bit and trying to figure it out day by day. So. Well, as you should, Sean Chambers here uh, on ESPN Radio. Last couple of things for you then, man. When it comes to living in the present, it comes to enjoying these moments. I mean, what are your, your goals and hopes for, for not only yourself, but this team for the, the last month or so of the regular season here? Yeah, I think just, you know, keep improving every week and keep getting better and, you know, keep winning um, the big one on Saturdays, you know. So um, I think if we, you know, keep handling business during the week and taking care of what we need to do, um, I don't think, you know, Saturdays will be a, a huge challenge for us, you know. So I think the games are won between Monday and Fridays, quite honestly. And I think if we take care of business during that time, then, you know, I think that's what we can do something special. Montana State at Sacramento State, Saturday evening, ESPN2, national TV. You'll have a bunch of people there, which is awesome. What do you think of the opportunity to play in front of millions uh, across the country? Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be exciting. You know, I guess – kind of don't even really think about it because it's on TV, but um, I guess the commercials are probably going to be a little longer, which sucks, yep. but, um, but yeah, I think it'd be cool. Uh, Sacramento State, I know you're probably just getting a chance to look at them now that we're talking here on a Monday, but uh, just overall, I mean, they've been one of the best teams in the league. So what do you guys think of the challenge on Saturday? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. We haven't played them in a while and they're a good team, good program. You know, um, they got a good defense, good offense, and they, you know, they were right there in the thick of things last year at the end of the season. So, we're excited to play them. You know, we love challenges here, and, you know, we want us the, the hard way, so uh, we're excited to go play them. Sean Chambers here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Last thing for you, I know you'll probably be able to answer this better when, when the, it's all said and done and, and you, you know, your time at the Bobcats is finished. But, I mean, just as of right now, and as you are sort of just enjoying the, this last run here at MSU, what has this experience meant to you? I mean, what, what has this done for you just as a person and as a man? It's meant a lot to me, you know, for some uh, program to take a chance on me, uh, you know, an older guy and bring me in and welcome me in with warm arms and open arms. 
that means a lot to me. Um, I'll forever be thankful and forever be grateful, you know, for uh, Montana State and Bobcat Nation. So uh, it means a lot to me. There you go, Sean Chambers here on our Montana State Minute. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. Sean, a pleasure as always. I look forward to seeing you down in California watching the game, and thanks so much for taking some time here today. No problem. Thanks for having me. And also a big shout-out to my guy Kevin over at Westside Private Gym. Kevin has a doctorate in physical therapy, and he is an excellent trainer and physical therapist. The easiest way to explain what my uh, new endeavor with him is we're trying to break down all the concrete and as you get older you, you got a whole bunch of inflexibilities immobilities your body is formed a certain way from all the ways you've been favoring your various bumps and bruises and injuries and you know you can you can make it through but are you actually living your best life are you actually as mobile and flexible and malleable as you can be and uh, you know i've had some knee injuries some shoulder injuries and so i you know i work out a lot but you know a lot of times maybe you're training in the wrong way or, or your muscles just aren't firing in a proper fashion so we're breaking down the concrete and building it back up. The first couple weeks of these workouts have been pretty much just physical therapy based, tearing down some fascia, you know, loosening up the muscles, really working on the mobility, working on being mindful with the breathing and the muscle engagement, trying to make the muscles proportionally fire. That's such a key thing, and, and Kevin does such a great job of explaining that. So really appreciate him. Can't wait for the journey to continue, and uh, we'll keep you updated on what's going on over there. But uh, fit during football back for another year, and uh, couldn't do it without the Hype House or especially Kevin over there at Westside Private Gym. Well, BCI Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. And for the second week in a row, we got a nationally televised game featuring two of the top teams in the FCS. Number three, Sac State, host number two, Montana State. We're joined now by the quarterback of the Sac State Hornets, Caden Bennett, here on the Big Sky Breakdown. Caden, thanks for taking some time, man. First of all, when you hear nationally televised game there from Hornet Stadium, what do you think? How do you feel? Uh, man, I just know it's going to be an exciting game. I know uh, they're coming out to, to – they're a great team. They're coming out to come win a game, and we're trying to do the same. So it's going to be a class between the two of us, and, you know, uh, better team wins that day. Well, absolutely. It's going to be such a fun matchup, and I can't wait to see just the, the clash of styles. But before we get into this matchup, let's talk about just the lead-up to it. I mean, you guys have had a great season so far. First of all, just take us through the non-conference. I watched all three of your non-conference games. It seemed like you yourself really settled in in week two and then really took off in week three. So both from a team standpoint and a personal standpoint, what did you think of the non-conference and how much did you just kind of settle into the offense and, and uh, turn a corner there yourself? Uh, yeah, with the non-conference, uh, just like any week, you're trying to go 1-0 each week. Uh, but uh, with the first game, we kind of got started uh, – got started and that's kind of where we kind of got a groove at and then uh from there you know we got some playmakers on this end so we're just trying to catch catch our groove and and do what we were coached every week and i felt like that what what we did and the plans we had uh set out they uh it came it came to life so we were able to get uh go three and oh in those non-conference games going in the league and the you know the win that everybody talked about across the country that got a lot of national attention period was you guys win at the farm over stanford and uh, a, a neat kind of fun fold too, right, Coach Thompson getting to go against, you know, your guys' old head coach and Troy Taylor. So, I mean, two-part question, how would you guys get that one done? And also what did that mean to you guys just being able to kind of get back to Troy, uh, get back at Troy Taylor? Uh, well, uh, that was, the, the, the win over at Stanford, it was a, it was a really, uh, you know, like we, we went in there with a lot of uh, motivation to go win because it was, you know, 
our, our old coach or whatever, and we didn't feel like he, he left on the right terms or wherever, however stuff went. So we kind of wanted to go and uh, make a statement. And I, for for me and the team, it was like really like a uh, kind of like a statement game, you know, like we, we, we were the one, like we, the players ourselves, we, we put it out here every week. We, we go and make it happen. So all of us just were really motivated to go get that win. And then with it being against, uh, like I just said, our, our old coach, Coach Taylor, it kind of it just made it a little a little icing on top. So, but for sure, it was a it was a great win. We were able to go out there and, uh, like I said, just just uh, run the offense, run the defense. Uh, special teams uh, played very well that game. Uh, we played good on all ends and able to come out with the win on that on that day. Caden Bennett here on the Big Sky Breakdown. He's the uh, quarterback for the Sacramento State Hornets. They're getting prepared to host. Montana State top three showdown from Hornet Stadium Saturday night on ESPN two. Well, tell me about just the offensive coaching staff there because it's it's so interesting to me. Coach Taylor's such a an offensive oriented guy, uh, but you guys have a, a great OC right now too. I mean, I think Bobby Fresca is doing a great job. I know Coach Richardson too. Just being on the offensive line, there was so much experience, and he has you know the background at Folsom High School where you're from as well. So, I mean, how would you just sort of describe your offense? And what do you think of these guys that are sort of scheming it up and, and calling the plays? Uh, they put a lot of time and effort into it every week, I'll say. I think, uh, just like any coach around the country, but uh, these guys, they, they're, uh, I always say to me that they, you don't you, you don't come into a, uh, uh, an organization or a team that has, uh, that really has this many great coaches in there. You know, like every, every coach uh, from offense to defense, uh, the people helping out special teams, everything, we have some really great coaches that put a lot of their time into this. Uh, I really respect all of them and respect what they do, and uh, along with the rest of our teammates. But I, I think they they do a very very good job at uh, good job at their job and what they're doing. So uh, blessed to have them for sure. And, and knowing them, like you said, knowing them for for how long I've known them, that's always that's that's a great thing too. Just having that uh, that uh, connection with them is and everything. So uh, it's great. They're they're great people for sure. Well, I know you've been in college now for a couple years with your staff in Nevada and then now uh, at Sac State. Is there much carryover from your time at Folsom since there is some familiarity there with the staff? Uh, yeah, I would say I would say uh, there, there's some carryover even with Coach uh, Taylor. You know, he he they kind of had like a lot of the same stuff in high school, but you once you get to the college level, you have to put a put a, a little extra on it. So a lot of the extra stuff that you uh, that they added to the offense and everything makes it a little bit more uh, I wouldn't say complicated, but you know makes it a little bit more difficult to uh, have to play against and uh, and you know so I, yeah I think there's a little bit there's a lot of carryover from high school. I've just been so impressed with just the the offensive creativity and the way that they put guys in positions to succeed. So I mean. How would you just sort of describe just the identity of, of what you guys do there at Sacramento State? To be honest, I think we do a great job of uh, spreading the ball out, both uh, offense and defense. We're a very balanced team. Uh, we have some great backs that that uh, that are that run the ball very well. Uh, we spread the ball around a lot and, and spread the receivers out, and are able to get down the field. Uh, pretty much a, a lot, a lot of what you see every every weekend on, on TV. We we just we we uh, scheme and, and uh, build around our offense and what works, and, and we take that in each week and go try to get a win. One of the big storylines uh, coming into this year was how do you guys replace the two great quarterbacks that you had? Ash O'Hara and Jake Dunaway were such a great combo, but you have really separated yourself and really emerged. 
What was your mindset in the offseason, and, and how were you able to improve enough to now be one of the best quarterbacks in the big sky? Uh, my my mindset was really uh, I always knew kind of what I could do yeah. at, at the QB position and, and really what Coach Freskis talks to us about, and uh, you'll hear other coaches uh, harp on this too, is just being ready when your moment's called. And uh, with me having an offseason to get ready and everything, I kind of just took it as uh, as a way – to always find a way to get better. So with with each with each training cycle, with each uh, week, with each day, I was trying to figure out what what things I could I could uh, do to become better. And I felt like I was able to uh, to to do that throughout each day, each week, and was able to you see uh, kind of translates to what I do, what I'm doing now. So uh, just trying to and also talking to those guys and and, and uh remembering the things that i kind of uh learned from last season and different things and and uh making sure i know all the little things that are that could come at me and different things just just to be a professional and be uh that starting qb so that's kind of what my mindset was I, I knew you were fast i didn't know you were as fast as you are though i mean do you feel like when you get into games you can actually really show it more than maybe other situations uh yeah, uh definitely in games uh you you catch you catch a little uh burst of it you know kind of uh I'm still trying to trying to find find uh find my feet sometimes and trying to get get farther and get fat like on, I would say on different runs you know you don't always uh, touch top speed but trying to find runs where I could touch that top speed and, and, and show that off sometimes but yeah. Uh, let's talk about this matchup then. Uh, Montana State, good defensively across the board, but what what have you seen? Where where would you point to the strengths of the Bobcat defense? Great D. Uh, I think they their front four. Uh, they they're gonna try to bring some pressure. Uh, they they bring they bring uh, some blitzes and different things. Try to try to get you uh, a little caught off guard. Different things, but uh, they they they're good all around. I, I say. Is there any matchup that you guys are particularly looking at uh, in this one that you guys need to? take advantage of or, or just any priorities for the Sac State offense in this game? Uh no, just just coming out, run run offense that that uh we run and everything and, and just staying staying uh staying at it, you know, just going out there to go compete. Well it's been so cool for, for me covering the big sky now for seventeen years to just see the rise of Sac State. Because Sac State was always solid but but had a hard time really turning the corner, becoming elite. And now these last handful of years no question, become elite. I mean, three-time defending Big Sky champions, been in the playoffs every year since 2019, and you guys are well on your way again, number three in the country. What was your perspective on Sac State when you were younger, and uh, what's it been like to just be a part of this rise? Um, to be honest with you, uh, Sac State, I've always kind of known about Sac State just from being in this area yeah. and, uh, and 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 that those things. So I kind of I always had like a, a – a feeling of uh, of a school being right there that I could, you know, that I could always go to and that I felt comfortable with. But I didn't really think that I would end up at Sac State. But I would say this is one of the best decisions I could have made in my life, man. Sac State's a, a great school. I love it here. Some really great people. Uh, the, the rise of, of everything and being a part of, of Big Sky Championships uh, and, and, and seeing that and uh, seeing how hard we work to go get those and, and different things is – Man, it's it's like the ultimate. It's the ultimate, uh, like uh, ultimate college experience. And you know, I, I love being around the people I'm with every day. 
Well, it's awesome, man. And uh, it's so cool for you. It's so cool for everybody around you as well. Just the fact that now you guys get this opportunity. I mean, you guys have been in the playoffs and you played in big games, but this is this is pretty sweet. You know, number two team in the country coming to town, and, and you guys are ranked number three. And it's on national TV, so everybody's going to get to see it. I mean, what do you think of that opportunity? How do you hope to capitalize on that opportunity? Uh, man, you know, those games is always fun. So, you know, they're coming in. Uh, great team, like you said. We're a great team. Uh, just, man, go go, go uh, make those plays that we need to make. At the end of the day, I don't think it's, it's really any anything. Uh, it's no secrets. It's no nothing, you know. We got to go and make the plays uh, to go win. And, and same thing, they're they going to be doing the same thing. So, it's just being ready for that. Caden Bennett here on the Big Sky Breakdown, SkylineSportsMT.com. Caden, appreciate it, man, and uh, look yeah, forward to you. watching you live in person. But thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Hi, I'm attorney Dave Maldonado, a seasoned litigator with over a decade of experience in Montana. Have you been injured in a car accident? If so, remember insurance companies want to give you as little money as possible. There's a reason why they have the biggest buildings in the largest cities. Don't let big insurance bully you. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today to see how I can help you get fair compensation for your injuries. The consultation's free and the fight's real. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. We're trying to do more multimedia. That's what they tell us we need to do here in the modern age. So we're doing a Zoom. You got to, whatever the fans are watching, <laughs> listening. For whatever yeah. reason, man, for whatever reason, they like to see us talk. You know, we got in the podcast game early on, but that, now they like to see us on the video. So thanks for doing this, Al Johnson. I know. More okay. and more people, uh, their attention spans aren't very long. <laughs> That's right. Well, because they, they want to see how pretty us offensive linemen are. That's what it is. Really I know. There's a reason why we chose radio and <laughs> offensive line. People don't realize that. Totally. Uh, well, first of all, I want to ask you, you got your helmet up behind you. You got the old school Dallas Cowboys. This is oh. a little roller coaster for the Cowboys here uh, these last couple of weeks. Do you still follow it or is it harder now that you're coaching college ball? Uh, I, it definitely is a lot harder, um, but I grew up a Packers fan. So that's kind of a oh. weird internal deal. Um, totally. <laughs> growing up a uh, Packers fan getting drafted by Dallas, but also uh, two of my really good uh, former uh, Badgers, played center for the Cowboys right now it's Tyler Biotic and so there's a I still follow that and I still talk to Tyler quite a bit and every time I recruit the Dallas area right. and I have for a long time and so I always try to see him and have dinner with him when I'm down there and so I stay connected that way as well what'd you think of the win on Monday night well I didn't get to watch much of it but it was good to see him bounce back after that throttling by the 49ers that uh, did not sound like it went real well for them yeah, no, they had to have it after getting beat down like that by San Fran. You got to get back on the horse. Well, let's talk about this uh, this game this weekend. First of all, I mean, there's just so much hype around it. It's national television. You know, you got that ESPN2. It's under the lights. It's number two versus number three. So 
I mean, what do you and your guys just think of this opportunity? Well, I think our guys, at least on the surface, at least what they're saying to us, you know, sometimes in the locker room, sometimes at home, you don't always know exactly what they're hearing from outside noise. But we're trying to send the message, especially in the old line room, that this is a really good team, that this is a team that has won a lot of football games. They have a lot of pride and they're at home and they know just like we know for the most part right now. Now we're getting everyone's best. Our old line is playing really good football. And every week, the defensive coordinators, and we got some really smart ones in this league, we're getting looks that we haven't seen on film. It's making us a smarter, a better offensive line. But on the same hand, they're adding some stress into that. Like, what are we going to get this week? How are we going to block this? So I think the overall hype-wise, I think right now, being that is Wednesday, we just got done with practice, they're being, they're still pretty locked into all of that. As a coach, at times you worry about sometimes too much time. That 8.30 uh, mountain time kickoff is a little bit of a long time to sit in a hotel room and watch other guys play and to still stay focused because Sacramento State has a really good football team and they're very multiple on defense. They will do a lot of different fronts. They will do a lot of different movements and a lot of different blitzes. And so we really have to be on our game and we have to really communicate and we have to play eyes up and we have to play fast. Like they give us a challenge very uniquely because we haven't seen many defenses so far this year give us the multitude of looks and fronts and blitzes that we will see on Saturday night. Well, that's an interesting combination of challenges, right? Because not only do they give you a bunch of fronts and blitzes, but also they're very fast defensively as well. So, I mean, what do you think of that part of the matchup? Yeah, that just adds to it. And sometimes, you know, we think we add, uh, give other teams a difficulty, but we also have it on ourselves. And so that means how well... And, you know, there's times on the scout team I'm yelling at those guys because we're trying to manip- or get the look. And it's hard for our guys sometimes to get the exact same look and practice it. And you can only do so much when you're watching film and, and doing and walkthroughs. You hope you did your best as a coach to get them ready to play for the speed of the game and the looks and how they're going to take on the blocks. But some of it is, and when you get to Saturday, you got to be able to adjust and we got to be able to play fast. And so I I think we've had a, so far a really good week, but we got a few more days where we really got to lock in and, and be ready for some of these things that we just haven't faced. And as we all know, from the time the huddle breaks and the time we snap the ball, that's not a lot of time to think. And so you got to be on top of your game. And uh, these guys really do make it difficult. And they do, like you said, they have a fast defense. They've been in that uh, system for a long time. And they really know it. You, When you watch that film, you don't see many guys from their defensive unit that is out of position. You mentioned just the coordinators in this league, the defenses. You've only This is your first year in the league. What is As a guy playing the Big Ten, worked in the Big Ten, what do you think of just the big sky so far? Yeah, it's it's unique in the sense that it's really good football. And the one thing I would say that maybe is different than some of the other leagues is from week to week, you will see multiple different looks. They have a wide array within their athletes. And I will say that, you know, in general, they do a really good job of trying to put the players they have in good positions. 
And then they'll have a different plan for us. And that's a good thing because that means usually they feel they need to try to mix it up on us and try to confuse us. And so that's a good thing that, uh, but it also makes it a little stressful. And if you can't tell, I'm getting a little grayer here as the <laughs> weeks go on. And so hopefully we can, uh, we can keep adjusting because our guys have done really well with all those new looks that we've seen. And, and we were laughing about it the other day is it, we have now played with six games. And at some point in every one of those games, including South Dakota State, we've seen a front that we haven't seen on film to that point or a blitz that they put in for that week. And so we know it's coming. We might not know what it is or when it's going to happen. Um, but back to your original question, they, there is a lot of unique uh, looks in this, in this in this league. And coaches do a really good job, I think, in this overall putting their players in a position to be successful on game day. And it makes it tough on both sides. It it really makes for good, exciting football and a little bit stressful on the coach's side. Also an interesting challenge for you because you're taking over for Brian Armstrong, who was there for a really long time and a really well-liked guy, but it seems like it's gone really well. So I mean, what's it been like just with your unit and your guys just kind of getting used to you and you getting used to them? Yeah, it, knock on wood, it, it has been going pretty well. We got to keep it that way. It's helped that we've stayed healthy. Um, but really, that started in January. Yeah. I, I think I didn't want to come in and say, well, this is how I've done things. This is how we're going to do things. They won a lot of football games. They run for a lot of yards. They did a lot of really great things under Coach Armstrong and this head coach and Coach Vegan and Coach Housewright. They've done a lot of great things. So really, I came in and I wanted to get to learn their name, learn where they're from, get to know them, let them know me, and then not so much want to change things, but how can I add value and how can I help them? And while helping them, obviously that's going to help the group and help the team. And that's really what I tried to focus on. And, and as we, I learned the offense and learn them and learn their personalities, because when you have a room of about 18 guys from freshmen to seniors, we have a lot of different learning styles a lot of different athletic styles, strength styles, and trying to put them in a position to be successful where they can just keep feeling that, you know, every day they have something to work on. Every day we have a way. and But it's still upholding the core values that were already here and were already instilled. And I've said it multiple times now. Coach Armstrong did a great job recruiting. Like this is a very talented old line and they are playing fast and they're playing physical and they're doing a great job. And we just got to hopefully uh, keep this rolling come Saturday and then beyond. Offensive linemen, anybody that played offensive line, you know, like the offensive line brotherhood, such a wonderful thing to be a part of what's kept you in it though. I mean, this is, you've lived a life of football, you know, coaching and playing and all this now. So I mean, what part about being an offensive lineman and being a part of this do you love? Yeah, you know, I think I'm a little bit unique. When I retired from the NFL, I actually owned a radio station. Wow. And so wow. I owned a radio station in Green Bay, or in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, just north wow. of Green Bay, where I grew up for about five years. And I just didn't like it. Like it, it wasn't bad by any means. But, you know, I think at some point when you transition from football, when I, I, I was 31 at the time. So I literally did football from peewee all the way to 31. And then you get to be about 35 and you kind of, you know, you're like, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? My life was all football. And so, well, I ended up going back to football. 
And so at the end of the day, I think you have to find something that you love and something that you really enjoy. And my coaching career has taken me all over the place um, in many different roles from coordinator to head coach at D2 to GA and, and doing all the other stuff. And But O-line is truly my passion. Like you have to have a passion for it. And for me, it's not, I really try to not make them me. I'm not trying to make them who I was. How can I take what I know or what I've been coached to do, but yet fit it to how they're best suited? And I don't, we try to not coach all O linemen the same because kind of like back what we were talking about athleticism is different, height is different, weight is different, strength is different. So you try to just give the little details that can help them constantly improve. But yes, O-line, I, I believe this, up front, that is where a lot of games are won and lost. And even at the NFL level, at every level of football, but I think even more so, I think at the, at the big sky, when you look at teams that dominate up front and can make a team one-dimensional, whether they're trying to stop the run or they're running the ball, whatever it is, it really does uh, make a huge difference in the game when it comes fourth quarter. Especially now, I've watched a lot of film. Not Sorry not to cut you off, but they keep warning me that we're going to have a whole lot of snow coming. And when <laughs> we got a whole lot of snow coming, you better be able to run the ball or at least be physical up front. The the numbers are mind-bending in terms of the yards per carry. I mean, it's it's completely sort of redefining what I thought as elite, right? I mean, six yards per carry is as good as you can do, and you guys are rushing for eight and a half, nine yards a carry these last six, seven weeks. So, I mean, how have you put? How do you put this in perspective? How are you able to? How you guys are able to do this? It's a full team effort, and and, and I mean that we have really good special teams. So the hidden yardage, which a lot of people watching the game don't always look at the hidden yardage. So we have a really good punter. We have a defense that does a really good job. So we have the ability to have more drives. Then we also have wide receivers who take pride in being physical downfield. And that really is a huge part of it now. And then you have tight ends who are very, very talented, run and pass. And then you have an O-line who is very fast and physical and athletic. And then on top of it, we all know we have two quarterbacks right now who are not afraid to pull the ball and run. And they do a great job of helping our offense and our offensive line and our running backs to make sure when they load the box that they better account for the quarterback. And if they don't, Sean was a great example on Saturday, taking it for 60-some yards when the defense squeezed and played our running backs. And so I think it really is comes down to that. But at the core value for all of those six point is we have a bunch of guys who are playing really fast and really physical football right now. And they know the system and they understand the system and everybody's doing their job. And, and that really is a huge part of this deal. Well, last thing for you, then, I mean, just this opportunity on Saturday night, it's big time, you know, national TV and all that, but you know, just the next and a great challenge of Big Sky Conference game. So what are the keys for you guys on Saturday night? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I can't speak for the whole team, and for but for up front, it's going to be handling that multitude of looks that we're going to see. And I've talked to them all week, and trying to practice that speed like we talked about earlier sometimes is a little bit difficult. But understanding where our landmarks need to be, where our eyes need to be, because they're not going to just let us line up and tee off on them, because that's just not who they are. They're going to be moving, they're going to be stunting, linebackers are going to be hitting different gaps all the time. They won't, and this is a unique thing, they're there's not many times when you watch all their games on defense that they make the same defensive call twice in a row. 
So you have to be good and you have to know exactly where you're going and you have to be able to block every call we have versus all those fronts and all those blitzes. So I just think handling that up front, making sure that if we're not perfect, we are still fast and we're physical and good things will happen at the end. Because I do believe in the end of this deal, we can wear people out up front. Absolutely. Coach, appreciate the time, man, and the best of luck on Saturday. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. For unquestionably committed coverage of Montana, Montana State, and Big Sky Conference athletics from a homegrown local source, you can count on Skyline Sports. The grassroots news-gathering organization is owned and operated by Coulter and Brooks Nuanas, a pair of Missoula natives and University of Montana graduates. For the best sports journalism in the state, you can choose to buy local when you choose to buy Skyline Sports. For $8 a month or $90 a year, you can get the best coverage available at SkylineSportsMT.com. Skyline Sports, every day, every season.